of salvation is that when you get saved, God said he came to set the captives free. Whatever habits are in your life, as you get into this word, the Lord starts setting you free. Do I have a witness? Things I used to do, I don't do anymore. God set me free from filth. He set me free from a whole lot of stuff. Over the years, he'll set you free. See, that's the good news. It's not just getting saved, coming to church, but (laughs) it's called the year of jubilee where you are set free from your debts and set free from your habits, set free from your hindrances. And Jesus said, if the Son of Man sets you free, then you're free indeed. All of us are filthy. None of us are worth anything. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ on this resurrection morning. The morning you got up and defied death. The morning that you justified every believer. The morning you got up and kept your promise of eternal salvation. God, we thank you. And even now, just move by your spirit. Move the preacher out of the way. Convict, convince, if need be convert. Home us in on that word. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Maybe see the church say amen. Church say, let's get a Lord a hand clap. Come on, get a Lord. Get a Lord, get a Lord, get a Lord, get a Lord. Get a Lord, get a Lord, get a Lord, get a Lord. A hand clap. He's worthy to be praised. I want to thank the Lord for all of our powerful preachers who preach Good Friday. Let's get a Lord a hand clap. Seven last words of Christ for those of the core and for our great illustrious choir. Let's give a hand clap. Praise the Lord. Love you. Amen. Kent, Sister Garrison, we love you. Stand up, baby. Stand up. We love you. Praise the Lord. Bless the Lord. You got a little chair section here, huh? Take up an offering for you. Praise the Lord. God is a mighty good God. Now, I won't keep you long, but I'm going to take my time. (laughs) I'm in Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. John Mark, the relative of Barnabas in Acts and the co-worker with Peter and This is the same mark that Apostle Paul sent home 
because Paul thought that he wasn't serious about ministry. But on Paul's deathbed, he said, bring Mark to me. He's profitable. Mark had grown up spiritually. And when you're not spiritual, spiritually mature, somebody ought to send you home till you grow up. Can I get a witness? Yeah. Mark chapter 16, and I want to look at verse 5 to 7. And entering into the sepulcher, they saw a young man, say young man, sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment, and they were affrightened. And he saith unto them, be not affrightened, be not afraid, don't fear, you seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified, he is risen, he is not here, behold the place where they laid him, but go your way, tell his disciples and Peter that go before you into Galilee, and there shall ye see him as he said unto you. Very simplistic this morning. I want to preach around the subject. Just listen to the young man. Just listen to the young man. This text is loaded with details. And I want to just use what this young man said, and this young man is an angel, to support this entire sermon on resurrection morning. Just listen to the young man. The city of Jerusalem was silent and stricken with a sobering sorrow as this professed prophet of Galilee who proclaimed to be the son of God and the God of the scriptures was captured, crucified, and whose ministry was curtailed. His disciples were dispersed, his enemies delighted, and the devil in all darkness thought he was defeated. Mark 16 reports that early in the morning, now pay attention to the specificities here, early in the morning, in fact it came on the heels of the Sabbath, Sabbath is Saturday, it's what the Jews worship. They worship on Saturday. They are Sabbath worshipers. But Sunday is the first day of the week. And, and, and it says that um, early in the morning, Mary Magdalene and Mary, mother of James and Salome, came to the grave real early the first day of the week, at the rising of the sun. Sun was not up, it was just rising. And they were trying to figure out how they were going to remove this heavy stone so that they could get in and put spices on the body of Jesus. I'm, I'm dealing with specificity. I'm dealing with statements 
when you seek Jesus, you don't have to worry about how to get in. Jesus moves things so you can find him. Yeah. And as they are approaching this grave, this borrowed grave given by Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus who buried him, there is a young man in verse 5 sitting on the right side, notice the specificity again, clothed in a long white garment. Now, when you investigate the four Gospels, Matthew 28 tells us that a man, the women encountered an angel. Luke 24 says two men. John 20 says two angels in blazing apparel. And it's obvious that all of these accounts are angelic beings coming and presenting themselves either as men or angels. And, and, and typically, there's only two name angels in Scripture, amen, at least in the canon, that is Gabriel and Michael. There, there are no other named angels. In Catholicism, you got Raphael and all that, but in the Bible, there's only two name angels. Gabriel is in Daniel 10 when he was carrying a message back to Daniel and the prince of Persia who was Satan and his demonic forces caught Gabriel in the sky and they started a gang war in the sky. And Gabriel was outnumbered by Satan. And the Bible says in Daniel 10, you read it, that Michael, the archangel, brought out a detachment of angels from heaven and started fighting Satan in the sky and told Gabriel, go on and take the message down to Daniel. Do I have a witness? Amen. And, 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 and we, we always see these two angels as leading angels. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Ephrathah, it was Gabriel that brought Mary the glad tidings. It was Michael who brought a host of angels in the sky at night and said glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill towards men but here it says a young man and this is interesting because these elect angels who never defected never sinned never turned on God amen angels don't grow old angels Amen, are not depicted the same identical way. That this angel took on human form and is sitting where Jesus was buried, on the right side, on the side of power. And the angel, the angel, the angel, uh, begins to talk to these women and the angel says in verse 5, amen, as they entered, be not afraid. Don't fear. Why? Because 
Jesus has defeated death. Oh, death, where's your sting? Oh, grave, where's your victory? And child of God, you need to know the last enemy of man was death. And Jesus blew death out. Can I get a witness? He blew death out while he was still alive. Death had Jairus' daughter. He made death let her go. Death had Lazarus. He made death let him go. Can I get a witness? And that's why when we die as Christians, we don't even really go through death. Death is a door to deliverance. Can I get a witness? In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, to be absent is to be present with the Lord. Can I get a witness? So he says, fear not. The death question is already answered. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and then he goes on to say, uh, and they said unto him, he said, be not afraid. Ye seek Jesus of Nazareth. Now let me, let me, let me stop because he moves from purpose to prophecy. We see the prophecy here. You seek Jesus of Nazareth in the Old Testament book of Isaiah is listed as light coming out of darkness. Great light coming out of great darkness. Now, Nazareth is not where you buy your split homes, your split level homes. It's not where you have your grass and your yeah, it's not where you have your vacation homes. Nazareth is a ghetto. Can I get a witness? He who was rich became poor. He who is everything became nothing. Now you say, well, how can you say that? Well, the fact of the matter is, in John, when they told Philip, we found a Messiah, Philip said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Nazareth is the hood where you got to have bars on your window. Can I get a witness? Yeah, Na- Nazareth is not where you guys live. Nazareth is the hood. And, and, and he, he's talking prophetically And there's over 400 prophecies concerning the Christ. Prophetically, he is the seed of Adam and Eve. Amen. He told Eve after they fell, you're going to have a seed. And your seed is going to crush Satan's head. Can I get a witness? And, And when you look at Luke's genealogy, the roots in Luke, it goes all the way back to the first Adam. Can I get a witness? To depict Jesus as the son of man. He's he's the seed of Adam and Eve, but he's also the seed of Abraham, amen, which is Jewish, that through Mary and Joseph, Jesus had throne rights and legal rights to the throne. Y'all ain't getting this. Meaning that God was tracing 42 burden generations and placing everything in place in the nick of time, Galatians says, at the right time, God was in, listen, God was in the past 
establishing the future. Now, now let me stop, start, because some of y'all, some of y'all, you know, you're looking at your life this morning, you're saying, well, I'm miserable. Wait, wait a minute. God was in your past working towards your future. If you just hold on and keep believing, you're going to see that God did something way back when for your future. But you got to believe that. I have plans for you, plans of good, not of evil, to bring you to a desired end. And, and so he's the seed of Abraham, and he's the seed of David in 2 Samuel 7, what we call the Davidic Covenant. And that, that promise is that somebody coming out of David's loins is going to sit on the throne, listen to this, forever. He's eternal. So prophetically, Jesus is the seed. That's why he told everybody, look, search the scriptures. They speak of me. Can I get a witness? And, and see, you got to understand, and that's why you got to come to Bible study. He's the logos. He's the word of God in eternity past. And in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Though he always was. He's the wasness of was. He was always in the past. Can I get it? He was never at a starting point. He's eternal. But the word became flesh. And when the word became flesh, his name was called Jesus. Jesus is his earthly name. Jesus is his name connected with humanity. Do I have a witness? So prophetically, he's the seed, but he's also the sovereign of Micah chapter 5. And Micah says, O Bethlehem of Ephrathah, out of thee shall come forth a ruler in Israel, now listen to this, whose going forth have been of old from everlasting. Meaning the Messiah is coming to rule Israel who never had a beginning. He is a type of Melchizedek. No beginning and no ending. Do I have a witness? So, 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 so the angel said, you seek Jesus of Nazareth. That's a prophetic um, term. He's not only, he not only fulfilled purpose in defeating death, but prophetically, he's lined up by God to be the seed. And then third, here's what the young man said. Look, we're going to get through this. Which was crucified, verse 6. Are you with me? He was crucified, and, 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 and I'm talking to Bible students now. The word crucified is a Roman type of death, meaning that the historicity behind this account could not have happened, Greg, in the Babylonian period. Could not have happened in the Medes and the Persians nor the Greeks. It had to come after 165 B.C. It had to come in the Roman period because God wanted his son to die at the hands of the Romans. Why? Because only the Romans believed in crucifixion. Why did God want Jesus to be crucified? Because he wanted him suspended between heaven and earth. 
Lord have mercy. Now, you say, well, why did God want Jesus to be suspended between heaven and earth so Moses' prophecy could come true? In John chapter 3, as Moses put up the serpent on a pole, God put Jesus up on a pole. And everybody that was bitten in Israel by the fiery serpents of judgment, when the serpents bit them, they died of poison. But God told Moses, here's what I want you to do. Make a brass serpent. Brass denotes judgment. Put the brass serpent on a pole, and everybody that's bitten by the snake, if they would just look up, and believe that the serpent on a pole could heal them, they'll live. Y'all ain't getting this. Can I get a witness? So God was already programming the whole crucifixion act. Do I have a witness? By the way, Jesus died at Calvary. Do you know what Calvary was back in the book of Genesis? Mount Moriah, where God told Abraham to take Isaac and there kill your own son. Can I get a witness? Take Isaac to the summit of Mount Moriah, tie him up, and then kill him. And when Abraham got up early and put Isaac on the altar, the boy, the lad said, Dad, the Father, the wood is here, the, the fire is here, but where is the sacrifice? And Abraham said, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide himself as a sacrifice. And the Bible says when Abraham was ready to kill his son, there was a ram caught in a thicket. Lord have mercy. God said, Abraham, don't touch the land. Now I know that you fear my name. You ain't getting this picture. Everybody in the Old Testament died on credit. Can I get a witness? You know what credit is. Credit is you get something now, but you really pay for it later. Are y'all getting this picture? You know, you got a credit card. You go to the store, you get $200 or something, you show them your credit card, you sign the sheet, you take the merchandise with you, but you pay for it what? Later. Everybody in the Old Testament that believed that God was making a way of escape, they got their salvation, but somebody had to pay for it later. Can I get a witness? So when Jesus died on the cross, Everybody that died on credit was cleared. Do I have a witness? And everybody in the New Testament that died on a debit was cleared. He is the Redeemer. Redemption means he paid a price so you can be pardoned. He's the savior of Isaiah 53. For he was wounded for our transgressions. 
He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. Not, not peace of God so you can go to sleep. I'm talking about the peace with God. Can I get a witness? Meaning the war is over now. For by his stripes, we are what? Healed. Not healed of heart trouble and diabetes and, and no, no, he's talking about spiritually healed. When you look at Isaiah 53, here's the miracle. My pastor used to always say this. Here's the miracle of scripture. God was speaking in the past tense. He was bruised. How can you say something 740 years before it happens and talk in the past tense? Isaiah lived 745 years before Christ. How could Isaiah say he was bruised? He was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities because the work and wisdom of God had eternal ramifications. So God can speak in the past tense as if it already happened, as if you are seated right now in heavenly places, you're already saved, you're already clothed, you're already glorified, you're already magnified because that's what makes him God. He can speak things that are not as though it already was. He died for the elect. Matthew one twenty one says, and his name shall be Jesus. When he was born, listen to this, for he shall save his people from their sins. In systematic theology, amen, we believe in limited atonement. Uh-oh. Yeah, the preachers can't even say amen. I'm going to preach anyway. They need to come to Bible class. Limited atonement means Jesus didn't die for everybody. If Jesus died for everybody, nobody would be going to hell. Can I get a witness? He died for his people, those that are elected, those that are predestinated, those that are called, those that are chosen. For many, listen to this, are called. But only few are chosen. Mm. He died. <laughs> he died for the elect. I know some of y'all sitting out there saying, wait a minute, I got a problem with this thing called election. That doesn't sound fair. That's because you and I, amen, we got faulty thinking. God said in Romans, I'm the potter. You're the clay. I'm sovereign in who I saved. Can I get a witness? He said when Rebecca was carrying the twins. Are you getting me? Yeah, they were still in the womb. And he said, Jacob I love, but Esau I hated. In the womb, they had not done good or evil. See, you're not saved because you're good. you saved because of grace. You're not on your way to heaven because you're right. 
you're on your way to heaven because you're righteous. Can I get a witness? He chose me out of darkness and translated me to his marvelous light. And that's, and that's why, see, that's why we can't be critical of each other. How can I get critical of you when I barely got in? How can I look down on you when God forgave me of all my mess, all my skeletons in my closet, all my fornication, all, all my drinking, all, all my getting high, all, all my smoking, all my cursing? Can I get a witness? For by grace are you saved through faith. And the faith is not yours. It's a gift of God, lest any man should boast. I'm going to tell you what's going to be in heaven. Prostitutes, drug addicts, harlots, they're going to be church folk in heaven. Can I get a witness? He sanctifies. He pardons us. He's the Paschal Lamb that takes away the sins of the whole world. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Listen listen to Pastor. The most important thing in your life is not your job. It's not what you've accomplished. It's not your influence. It's your salvation. That's the most important thing. For what does it profit a man to gain a whole world and lose his own soul? Are you praying with me? If you don't, and look, it's not what you did in the past, it's what you are in the future. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so the young man, the young man, the young man says, who was crucified for you. And then he goes on to say, he is risen. Listen to the young man. He's risen. He's talking about the preeminence of Jesus Christ. He is preeminent in Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us, a child is born. That's his humanity. Unto us, a son is given. That's his divinity. We call it the hypostatic union. Colossians 1, 15 and 16 says, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. Now, let me, let me, let me stop. I'm coming in. I'm coming in. When you look through Matthews in the 20-something-odd chapter, when Jesus died on a cross and on Good Friday, when he dropped his head at 3 o'clock, in the locks of his shoulders, everybody in the grave sat up. Everybody in the graves sat up. You ain't getting this. Can I get they couldn't get up, but they sat up. And they would have never sat up if they didn't know they was getting up. Can I get a witness? And when they sat up, They was waiting to get up 
so they can go through the city of Jerusalem on resurrection morning and start talking to people they knew while they were alive. Jesus' resurrection was so powerful that when he got up early on Sunday morning, folk was getting out of their caskets, walking around saying, hi, I'm your great uncle. Remember me? I was dead, but now I'm alive. Can I get a witness? Hi, son, I'm your mother, but I'm alive because everybody had to wait on him and he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Everybody in Sheol. That's why he told the Pharisees. They said to him in John 8, who do you think you are? You're only 32. We know your mother and father. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He said, Abraham was glad to see my day. Before Abraham was, I am. Can I get a witness? I wish I had a witness up in the house. And, and listen, he, he, he is, he is, he is, he is above all thrones and principalities and powers and all things were created by him and for him. And he's before all things. That's what preeminence means. He's before my family. He's before the church. Can I get a witness? He's before your loved ones. He's before everything. He has the preeminence. And the problem in the church, some of us got him out of place. We got our children first and Poor husband second, and can I get a witness? And got the dog and the cat third, and Jesus might come in fifth place. But child of God, ain't nothing gonna work till you get him up first. He's gotta be first. He's got to be first in your life. Do I have a witness? Yeah, I'm a preach. He is risen. And I know he's risen because I, I was only declared righteous. And yeah, but now I'm justified. I am righteous. I know he's risen because things I used to do, I, I ain't doing no more. God sent some power in my life to change the way I walk. He sent some power in my life to change the way I talk. He sent some power in my life to change the way I think. You say, well, pastor, I know. Yeah, I'm all messed up. I'm still messed up. But I'm not as messed up as I once was messed up. I'm less messed up than I was messed up. I'm closer to heaven and farther from hell. Can I get a witness? I'm on my way to Beulah land. I'm coming on in for a landing. Can I get a witness? I don't want to be rich. I I don't want to be famous. I don't want to be in Hollywood. I just want to see my Jesus. Can I get a witness? And I want him to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many things. Can I get a witness? But finally, the young man said, 
Verse 7, but go your way and tell the disciples and Peter, amen, that he's going before you into Galilee. You see, Galilee was the rendezvous point. Matthew 28, the Great Commission, Jesus said, I want everybody in Galilee. Can I get a witness? And Matthew says over 500 believers showed up in Galilee. And Jesus said, and all power. Now let me stop. Pause and park. I thought he had all power. He did. Well, what happened? Well, in order to die for you and me, he laid aside some of his power. He laid aside some of his prerogatives. Although he was God, he did not, amen, demand to act like God. He limited himself because he took on flesh. Now that he was risen, he again had all power. Do I have a witness? He said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. He's the alpha and he's the omega. He's the rose of Sharon. He is the lily of the valley. He's the bright and the morning star. He's Elohim, the plurality of the Godhead. He's Jehovah, the Lord of righteousness, the Lord of holiness, the Lord of love, the Lord of mercy, the Lord of grace, and the Lord of judgment. Can I get a witness? He's El Shaddai. He's all my sufficiency. He's all I need when hell is breaking out. Can I get a witness? He is the strong and mighty one. He's Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. And y'all know he's the Lord who provides. Can I get a witness? He's Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who is my healer. He's Jehovah Nissa, the Lord who is my banner. He's Jehovah M. Kadesh, the Lord that sanctifies. He's the Lord Shalom, the Lord of peace. He's Jehovah Sikanu, the Lord of my righteousness. He's Jehovah Shammah, the Lord that's there when you go to work tomorrow and your job is filled with devils. Just say Jehovah Shammah. He's there. He's there. He's there. Say yeah. He's prophet. He's priest. He's king. He's potentate. Say yeah. And every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is Lord to the glory, to the glory, to the glory of God. He's worthy, worthy, worthy to be praised.
Turn to your neighbor. Say, neighbor, just listen to the young man. Just listen. Just listen. Just listen to the young man. Jesus is risen. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is King. Jesus is Messiah. Jesus is potentate. Jesus is all powerful. Notice in this text, there's no details of the devil. The devil retreated. The devil went into hiding. The devil lost the battle. Can I get a witness? Because Jesus had all power in his hands. Listen to pastor. Only Jesus and Jesus only can save you. Let's stay on our feet. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed. No, nobody's talking, nobody's looking. Shut your eyes, put your head down, please. Moment of truth. It's inventory. If you are unsure if you're saved, if you're not sure if you're saved, if you don't know if you're saved, if you know you're not saved, you've never invited by faith Jesus into your life, believing he's God's only begotten son, that he died in your place, was buried and rose again. Just raise your hand. Be honest. Put your hand in here. Come on. Balcony, downstairs. Put your hand up if you know you're not saved. Put your hand up. Pastor, I don't know if I'm saved. I don't know if I die right now if I'm going to heaven. Put your hand up. Put your hand up. Put your hand up. Don't, don't, don't give me the baptized job. If your hand is up, I want you to come down. Jesus said, if you be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Listen. Shh, be quiet. Be quiet. Be quiet. I'm talking. Listen to me. There's nothing in the water of baptism. You can go to church all your life and go to hell. You can pray every night and go to hell. You can live like hell and go to hell. Just be honest with God this morning. I want to give my life to Christ knowing that I'm saved. Is there one? If your hand is up, come on down here. Or perhaps you are saved looking for a church home. Raise your hand. We would love to have you. Is there one? The blood is off my hands. The blood is off my hands. I've done my job as pastor. The blood is on you. If there's one, we're opening up the doors of the church. Overflow in the gym. If there's somebody over there, send them over. Send them over. Praise Jesus. Send them over. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Listen. We're not dismissed. Listen. 
This is our communion Sunday. We're going into communion. Don't, please don't get up. Don't make any noise. Do not partake if you're not saved. There's baskets on the side. Please get a basket. Do it quietly. This is symbolic. Nobody's talking. And the day that he was betrayed, he took bread, broke it, said, take it. This is my body that's broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And then he passed the wine and said, drink. This is the shh. This is the blood of the New Testament. As often as you do this, you show remembrance of me till I come. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Just put the wafer in your hand. Shh, shh, quietly. If you're not saved, do not partake. This is only for the body of Christ. The wafer symbolic of his body, as we partake of this, as we partake of this, we're saying, Lord, I believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let's all partake the wafer. Followed by the grape juice, which is symbolic of the blood. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. Amen. Amen. Stand on your feet, please. Happy Easter. Happy Resurrection morning. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Listen, it's 11.30. We did good. Going out, you'll get a newsletter. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you for your word. Help us to just listen to the young man. He covered the gamut. Thank you for your great sacrifice. Give us power to change our lives, power to change our walk, power to change our talk, power to live for you. Bless every family on the sound of my voice and bless this day. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. He got up. Happy Resurrection Day. God bless you.